Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Kicking Myself. That may have been the most unsatisfying entry ever. Then I will try it again. No, hey, no, hey, we're keeping it. Hey, it wasn't as bad as mine. <laughs> Yours was admirable, good sir. Okay. It was, Everybody, it was... thumbs up for Ross hosting last week. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, so again, uh, welcome back to Kicking Myself, a trading card game podcast with us in this room being in purgatory. <laughs> Morgan and Ross and Mark. Mark. Did Mark almost forget his own name? <laughs> yes, I think so. No, Mark always forgets his name. <laughs> so I didn't realize something was happening this weekend. What was that? The Magic World Champions happen- Championship happened this weekend. Did, did anyone else know that was going on? Uh, I, no, vaguely? I, I, I kind of knew that some deck list came out, but honestly, with the way that the Wait. Mythic Championships happen, I just completely forget that a schedule exists. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Well, it was standard, cause I, so I don't really care. Oh, okay. is this the thing with like nothing but dragons and taking turns and 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 birds that steal steam vents wait wait what? there's steam vents decks no there's no steam wait vents. let me let me just look it up real quick all right so apparently uh yuta takahashi got first place <sighs> yeah yuta takahashi right okay i i don't know that name um, oh he's been around for a while who the, so who the fuck is that <laughs> playing a red blue deck with smoldering egg that's and the important creature Yes. Yes, and that is the important creature. Nothing uh, else. Goldspan Dragon. What? Yep, yeah, I've never heard of this. Never card. heard of that card. Uh, and if I look at these other deck lists... Well, what is everyone else playing? Um, The same thing. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy and standard at environment. Least, at least something similar. It looks like Rift Sam Party... all your wild cards. <laughs> Sam Party was playing... A, uh, a like a mono green deck with uh, Escacharian. Nice oh, and Rangers class Rangers and all that. Class, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice try. That's a sweet and, deck. That's a sweet deck. And most of them are just uh, blue red X decks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Expressive iteration is a good magic card. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, people are calling for its ban in Legacy. In Legacy. <laughs> in Legacy. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold they're calling on. for that. As a band in Legacy? That's not what I'm shocked about. This is about. a format that Dig Through Time was banned in. I am shocked that people still play Legacy. Apparently, yeah. Wow. I'm still it's actually... Sh- honestly, I'm shocked that people still play Two-Headed Giant. Well, speaking of Two-Headed Giant, the... Uh, Didn't we just play Two-Headed Giant? Yeah, I'm you shocked did we played just, it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on the subject of Two-Headed Giant and Yuta Takahashi, uh, that's where I first watched him play. Uh, the very what first, I think only Pro Tour that was the format Two-Headed Giant. There was uh, a Pro Tour with Two-Headed Giant as a was Absolutely. Was it during Time Spiral? It was during Time Spiral. I actually have heard of this. Yes, he remembers <laughs> what this is. So, <laughs> it, the finals I'm, of this... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop because I don't know anything. Yeah, so the finals of this, the look on your face, you know where this is going now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Yuta Takahashi did not win this particular pro tour this pro tour is won by uh chris lockman and jacob van lunen can, who... can i ask one question yes was this constructed to a giant or was it no no was it was limited a limited one this was full time spiral block draft to a giant and they broke the format and they broke the format with the nickname that they had afterwards that they got for this tournament was the sliver kids because they forced slivers with uh it was two-headed sliver 
and Virulent Sliver to just win yep. off a poison into Headed Giant in draft. Every single time. It seems about right. They yes. forced it in every single draft. Nobody drafted the Slivers, and they just went five-color Slivers between the two of them. That's not even... Like... No, seriously. The way that the 200 format worked, like, in Pro Tour, like, you think of a match, it's like, okay, best two out of three. But because you have two players playing simultaneously, these matches can go on forever. These games can go on forever. It's just one game yep. per round. Their games were done in five minutes. That what that match for the finals was the shortest Pro Tour finals of all time. Because it was literally... Like, the they're playing their... Okay, Viral and Sliver. Okay, Two-Headed Sliver. Okay, Attack. And the two players on the other side actually might have been uh, Yuta Takahashi in the finals just watching and seeing nothing they, they can do happened. It's one of the most demoralizing things to watch. <laughs> just, like, them staring... At one point, one of the Japanese members reaches his hand over to shake the hand to concede, and the other guy's like, no, 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 I have to see if every single line is empty. And they, like, <laughs> he delays it for, like, 15 that's, seconds, and they do the math, and like, yeah, we have to shake the hands. That's, like, that's so sad, but, like, this is also the format that had, like, Brian Elemental and, 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 uh... The Suvin Shapeshifter, but that's a rare. Keep yeah. in mind that this was a format that also had Sprout Swarm in it. And oh, that yeah. wasn't the best card in the format. It was two-headed sliver in two-headed giant draft. Because oh, they just couldn't block them all. I recently played a two-headed giant draft uh, at a get-together for work. Mm -hmm. and How'd that go? Oh, this was thing um, last Sunday? Yes, it was. And it was kind of fun. And someone had actually brought up there that exact pro tour and that's the only reason why i remembered that it was a time spiral draft and they said yeah the guy just forced slivers and they like completely destroyed everybody every single match was <laughs> over in like 10 minutes or less i'm gonna say this and i i don't care what anyone's opinion is in the room I fucking hate slivers i don't care what your opinion is slivers are stupid and i hate them meat hooks Meat hooks. <laughs> They're just dumb. I hate them. And if you're in 2014, meat hooks with dreads. <laughs> I am doing little rap, uh, like a mantis dance here. <laughs> well, they only have one meat hook each. Oh. No, they, they but have. Then they the original ones. They, they just evolved the into mutants. Some of them have mm -hmm. with dreads. Yeah. Like, Those are predators. Those look like predators. So, like, the original ones only have the one, but Correct. then after Sliver Overlord, they start having more of them. They do. But yeah. the only ones that matter. So all the bad ones? Yes. Okay. As long as we're clear on that yes. one. <laughs> Crystalline Sliver's not bad. And Hibernation Sliver. Is yeah, bad Hibernation Sliver's <laughs> real good. Well, speaking of Ross's work. Ross's work! I, uh, I, My work? Yeah. I, I got to hang out at Dice City um, not too long ago. Oh. And uh, I did something... Kind of unexpected of me, which is... Uh, this is not unexpected of you. Specifically you. This is the least unexpected thing of you. I have no idea what's happening. Continue, Morgan. Mew. Please. <laughs> so, uh, our listeners kind Mew. of maybe know that I, I have a favorite Pokemon. Mew. It is Mew. Um, Mew is the best Pokemon. Aside from, aside from Mew McHugh. Godlock. Fuck you. We're getting there, okay? We're getting there. Uh, Pokemon recently had a 25th anniversary set come out, and Where it the was... only card in it is Cosmog. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Man, I would actually buy that. Um, and I don't you play don't Pokemon. You don't even know what Cosmog is! I don't, but I would buy it. <laughs> um, 
in the set there is a, a chase. Stop it! <laughs> that it just repeats the word cosmog over and over again, right? What would the voice be? For it cosmog? actually doesn't have it, a. It doesn't, doesn't have a. It, 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 no, it, it's it's, it's in sound. a bag. The entire it's, thing. <laughs> it's getting the bag now. Be getting the fucking bag. <laughs> oh, this sounds terrible. This Pokemon sounds... is in a bag of the game. It's a circle. No, no, that's well, the, the bag. Well, the bag is a, a cylinder. <laughs> it is a cylinder bag in the game. In the game that this this legendary Pokemon, Sun and Moon, the bag is a cylinder bag. Yes. So it is a circle. Cosmog. I think that's what they call a duffel bag. Oh, oh, oh! That's the uh, fairy that's married to Wandog. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting so off topic. Okay, look. So Pokemon had a 25th anniversary set. In this 25th anniversary set, there is a alternate shining full art golden Mew, which is really cool. And I really want it for my Mew collection. I just want to say I really held back and to not interrupt him and say Cosmo. <laughs> so I interrupted him to let him know that he wasn't going to interrupt him. Hey, I let him say that there is a special Mew in this set. So I ended up uh, it was with a friend who we haven't seen in a while, um, our, yeah. our friend Liam, yep. who unfortunately had to sell his magic collection off during the pandemic to make ends meet. And uh, I actually had been collecting cards for him for a while. So thank you, Alchemist Refuge community, if you're listening to this. You guys really helped out. Anyone who donated, you guys were amazing. We, we made over $600 in cards for my friend. And uh, you guys all donated. Ross, Keith, um, uh uh, Jesus, I, there's so many names. Jesus. Uh, Min. My name is Mark. Mark. My name is Mark. Um, uh, basically, anyone who's listening to this, thank you for donating. I really appreciate it. Someone, uh, we got them back on their magic feet. Um, and we then went to Dice City Games, and I was like, I want to go one step further. Uh, I would like to trade in a bunch of cards from my binder and get you store credit so we can buy some other pieces. And if I have stuff left over, there is this new set that came out. I would like to get some stuff of it. So what we did was we ended up trading in, we're using about $150, $170 in store credit. And then I was like to one of the managers, Jesse, hey, do you want to split an Elite Trainer box? An Elite Trainer box in Pokemon is basically the equivalent of a fat pack bundle, right? The packs for the specific set are four card packs. Yeah. And they're pre it's a pretty sweet set. You have the ability to open Cosmog. Uh, you have I mean, the That's ability, the only reason why I'd open this set is for Cosmog. You have the ability to open some really great cards. Yep. You have the ability to open some really great classic cards like a uh, Gold Star Umbreon, uh base set Charizard with a 25 uh Pikachu logo on it. You have the ability to open Cosmog. Um <laughs> You have I'm the ability to open so hard. <laughs> Not to just uh, that's, uh, So yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to get to the point where you even because you don't know anything about this set or this game, and I'm trying to get to the point where I explain why we're saying Cosmog over, but you're just continually cutting me off and starting to piss me off. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna say the reason why I keep on saying Cosmog. So many Cosmogs were open. Yeah, like. Like 20 of them right. were so the, open. This set, <laughs> this set is also very small. <laughs> it's very, very small. And you can get basically the same four cards in the pack over and over again. So anytime that Ross or Liam opened a pack, they were like, oh, look, there's a Cosmog. This, set, this pack must be good. And basically... 
It was almost every pack that there was a Cosmog. Oh, so that worked out well for you. That's all the cards you wanted to open. No, I wanted to open a goddamn Mew. Um, oh, I, but ended, you, I ended up opening. You, get it, you got really screwed on not opening that Mew and opened I opened a Gold Star I Umbreon. opened a Gold Star Umbreon, which is the other... Chase the card in the set. Card in the set. The chase card in the set. <laughs> not the Charizard, not the Blastoise, not the Venusaur, the Gold Star Umbreon. It's like two hundred dollars. It's it's like seventy five right now. Oh, it, it's gone down. It's okay. it's dropped, but also like it will go back up. Anyway, the night devolved into me wanting so badly to open this Mew that other people were buying product, opening it up, and trading it back in for more product. And continually, every time I'm opening product, Ross and Liam are just saying, Cosmog, Cosmog, Cosmog. And it got to the point where I was like, I just want the Mew. That's it. All I want is one card. Everything else, irrelevant. I was trading in Cosmogs to open more packs. I will say it was even funnier because there is another Mew in the set. And I opened and so many of them. He opened a playset of them. And we always made a big deal out of him opening that Mew because he was looking for the other one. It's a really good card. Was it? So I ended up buying the, the full art Mew. It's coming in the mail. I'm really excited. But the sheer amount of me trying to go infinite with the packs was just ridiculous. And you were like, you need to stop at some point in time. You're like, this is, this is stupid, Morgan. You need to stop. It, it was, Ross is shaking his head, just looking at me. It was... There were a lot of dumb things going on. It wasn't entirely you. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> else. Um, <laughs> but Pokemon is a really it's... fun game to open if you have... Um, there's some really great art, and the game mechanics are really great. Um, but I had a fun time with it. I will say, I'm a Mew collector, so if you have Mew cards and you want to send them to me, send them to me. Or tell us what your favorite Pokemon is at kickingmyselfmtg at gmail.com. Or... Why don't you try that again? Oh, is it kickingmyselfmtg at gmail.com? And or on Twitter at kicking underscore myself. It wasn't much better. No, it wasn't. All right. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Keeping all of it. Yeah. Keeping <laughs> all of it. Whatever. But um, that was actually the first time I've had a lot of fun opening sets. Like, I haven't had... As much fun opening Magic product recently. I'm super excited for Crimson Vow, but I just haven't had the same like. Last time I had a just complete blast opening a set was Strixhaven, Strixhaven collectors boosters, and I think everybody else did, which is why literally every card in the set is worthless, other than the cards exclusive to the set boosters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark would, had just mentioned before we got on the air, right, that you were kind of baffled. You looked up a card. You looked up the foil version of the card. Oh, yeah. And you were like... I mean, I'm not baffled. I understand why. So what we're talking about is it, it's, it's a little jarring right now when you can open up a foil copy of a Chase card and it's, it's not, not really even that much more expensive than the normal one. And the collector's boosters have certainly helped skew this price. Uh, but, like, for example, Goldspan Dragon, which we were talking about a little bit. Yeah. It's at $45 as the normal copy, but the foil version is only, like, 49 The full art version is 49 and the full art foil is even just, like, 49 and a half. Yeah, so it's, like, kind of odd right now where 
foils because there's a foil in every pack of set boosters and there are multiple foil rares in collector's boosters becomes a lot less desirable to get a regular foil rare. Yeah. Now, Purely's foils have overtaken normal foils as the chase foil to get. And usually it's about, uh, it's like kind of in the middle where it's like normal card, then it's like the full art card, then it's the pre-release foil, then it's the foil full art. And that's like how the progression Or in some cases, the showcases when those come out. The showcases are, are really strange because sometimes they're way more expensive when they come out. Yeah. And sometimes and they're they, not. Sometimes they're not. And they all almost always normalize mm-hmm. with uh, the normal card. In the case of Modern Horizons 2, the showcase actually dropped below the normal card. Yeah, honestly, I don't Be- know. It, it looks so bad. Like, And it's really... It's odd because some of them look really nice. But that border is bad well so let's take a case there's a card that you opened not too long ago uh the showcase arlen cord yeah yeah yeah. that card is worth more in foil than most of the other cards in the set because you can only open it one one slot right and it's jarring because that means you have to hedge your bets on collector's boosters yeah it's kind of strange too because there are this is, I think, one of the first cards they've ever printed in a set with three different variations like that. Whereas the um, the full, full art, art and the showcase and the normal the showcase version. and a normal. I think actually the first card was Teferi Master of Time. Yep. But they what I was alluding to. there was like a billion different versions of that card. So and I, I still don't even it. know what version is which version. I think technically speaking, there are forty something versions of that card, and I don't care. We tried to do the math on this at one point in time and I gave up because it was just so aggravating because you could get the pre-release foil, the foil of each one, the full art foil, the um, the, the normal that, foil, and then some other bullshit variants, right? Yeah, but I, we were also unsure if the pre-release foils had each collector's number different or not. Mm-hmm. You, I just don't know. I still don't know. And if you know, please let us know because we've been trying to figure this out. <laughs> it's so probably not I will that try I to get re- try to get redemption <laughs> here. Email us at nope, nope, <laughs> no. Email, e- email us. Our email address is kickingmyselfmtg at gmail or tag us on Twitter at kicking underscore myself. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Then stop clapping. God, speaking of, I want to say speaking of, it's been a while since we did a Bad Beat story, and uh, I, I was sitting and thinking of one really hard the other day, because um, I was sleeving up a deck, Okay. and I, I came to the realization, there are two things I hate in, in uh, hate, like actually hate, yeah. in the collectible card gaming universe. Two. One is side um, perfect fits. Side perfect loader side. So side loaders. Yeah, side loaders. Someone who I used to use them, them, I have come to the realization that they're terrible. The reason I hate them is when you are unsleeving a collection is absolutely aggravating. Completely aggravating. 
if you're selling it to someone and they're trying to unsleeve it. It's miserable. It's also really odd that those sleeves seem to deteriorate 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 faster than other uh, perfect fits where the normal ones while they won't be like nice they're like actually usable still mm-hmm. if you want to reuse them however the side loaders like you cannot reuse them they're they're falling apart by the time you take them out of them and the, so the other thing i hate is mm-hmm. people who don't sleeve decks that have very expensive pieces of cardboard in them and just play and i and this is where my story is going and just play with cards like they would on fucking concrete. And that is where tonight's bad beat story comes from. So let me preface this by saying this was back in the day when I played at Dream Wizards. Okay. And I know you recently bought a box there. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't exactly happy that I bought a box there. They, they had Tales of Aria and I couldn't get it anywhere else. And then I was disappointed in my box. But anyway. Now, Mark. When you played Magic when you were younger, you obviously probably didn't play with sleeves, right? That is correct. Okay. Now, I expect that from people who are just starting Magic and don't understand the, the, the card values, right? This was on a Thursday night, EDH uh, night. I was playing with this... I was playing in a pod. It was me, a gentleman by the name of... Liam actually was in this pod with me. That's why this kind of jogged my memory because I hadn't seen Lime in two years at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw him the other day, I was like, oh, this is a great story for the podcast. Um, it was me, Liam, um, a guy named James McClellan, and a third, a, four, a third person I'd never met before. And they were playing Arkham Dagson. Okay. Um, so we're, we're going through our turns, and the person in question is playing an unsleeved deck, which I thought was very odd at the time, but I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, that's that's fine. Like, I guess, you know, I, I thought they were a casual new starting Magic player, and they just had gotten into it with Arkham Dagson. And I'm starting to notice as the cards are being played from this deck, and I just have to pull up the actual card that uh, was... His turn one... His turn one um, in the sequence of plays was... Mishra's Workshop. Unsleeved. Unsleeved. Mana Crypt. Unsleeved. unsleeved. The original one? The book promo version? The book promo one. No, There were no foils in this deck. There were no foils in this deck. Before they got it first. There were, there were absolutely no foils in this deck. A Beta Soul Ring, which was really cringy. Unsleeved. Unsleeved, which was also damaged on the front. Unsleeved. Basically, this I just was like... And this was around 2014 when, like, things were pretty, like, high still. And I I was just, like, I stopped for a second because it was, he tried to pass it to me. And I'm like, hold on one second. These are not proxies, right? And he said, no. And I said, how long have you been playing Magic? And he said, I've been playing since... Alliance and I said do you know how much your cards are worth and he said yes I know how much my cards are worth and I said 
were you in the middle of like testing out new sleeves and you didn't like them? And he's like, I've never played with sleeves. Sleeves are stupid. And I said, I just kind of like visibly was confused. You have a moment where you just get visibly confused or angry at something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. And we kept playing and I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I tried to finish my turn, and I don't... I stopped. I was like, look, I, I'm sorry. I can't finish my turn. Do you, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? Like, I started <laughs> asking him questions. I was like, so, what's your rationale behind this? And he's like, well, I think sleeves are stupid, and if I ever resell my cards, I'm going to resell them in the, in the uh, condition they're in. And I'm like, but you understand that if you resell these cards, or if, like... Hypothetically, the bottle of water that's on the other side of this table got knocked over. Your cards would be worth nothing, right? And he's like, yeah, I understand that. But I think that it's cool to play with the cards the way they were intended to be played with, which is without sleeves. And I'm like, right. But I saw you earlier trying to sell cards into Dream Wizards. And your cards were in bad condition and they didn't buy them from you so don't you want your cards to be in better condition when you sell them? And he's like, well, you make a good point. But regardless, I think sleeves are stupid. And so we went back and forth with this I for mean, 10 minutes. I mean, to be fair, sleeves are stupid. They are a stupid They're concept, stupid. but they work. Morgan looks so upset right now. <laughs> it was a fuck! He misses workshop. Of course I'm upset. <laughs> I just want to make sure we are entirely clear on this. Morgan has completely given up on not saying the F word. Yeah. Oh, but the amount of bird bombs (laughs) in the past few episodes. Like, that's the majority of what I'm editing these days is all the the bird sounds. (laughs) And he still hasn't gone back to listen to the past few weeks of episodes. He has no clue how many there are. I just, like, was was jarred. And he's like, all right, you know what? I'll play a less expensive deck. And he pulls out a mono green deck. And guy's cradle. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I'm looking. I, the guy had a bag of decks. Oh, that please was, tell me that it was loose in the bag too. They were not loose in the bag. They were no, in, they, they were in just pl- piled no, on top of each other. They were in plastic other. bags. Baggies. Gotcha. Inside. Uh, um, please tell me that there was a rubber band involved. There oh. was definitely a rubber band involved, <laughs> and it was really cringy. Ooh, and ooh. it was around. There were not only one rubber band involved. And shout out to my friend John Troth. John Troth walked over the table and was like. Dude, you're being super disrespectful to your cards. And I'm super disrespectful to my cards. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the only thing that could make this even better is if he also carried his dice in a crown royal bag. Well, his di- Well, yeah, he, they were in a, cha- a, a mesh chain bag. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but they were... So Completely forgiving way, for all his past so, misdeeds. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. So the, the, the gentleman in question had... Was there a rook 10 involved? Actually, there was a rook tins. <laughs> there were multiple rook tins involved. The rook tins contained the the valuable cards. The valuable cards, like black lotuses. And no, no, like sleeve black lotuses. Like cradles and Tolarian academies, which were for like his sixty card decks. Yeah. And he would take them out of the rook tins, put them into the EDH decks that were rubber banded in sandwich bags in a thousand count white box with a rubber band around it and played with a play mat but no sleeves what wait 
That one baffles me. So why? I was right, and this why is why I had to stop and have this sleeves? conversation, and was just like, nothing about this makes sense to me. This is hurting me physically and mentally, and it kept getting progressively worse. Like the mono, like it's like, do you mind if I look through some of these cards or look through the rook box? There was like a guardian beast. There was an invoke prejudice. There was a chains. There was like, uh, there was a, there was a beta berserk. There was a. Uh, there was a couple FBB duels that were like, I, I was just like very uncomfortable. There was a tabernacle, which was really uncomfortable with a crease on the corner. I was just like getting more and more frustrated by looking at this because I knew that like if it was anyone else in that room, they would have been taking care of their cards. But this guy. Now the question is, did you try to trade for the cards? No. No, I, 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 <laughs> if you had thought about it and traded for them in those conditions back like six or seven years ago, you'd have so much money right now. I mean, you could put all that money in little plastic baggies, right? Rubber bands, maybe, maybe even put all those plastic baggies into a rook tin. Yes. <laughs> the mis the misplay here was the rook tin. Was, was crushed? No. The like Rook Tin was one of those. Ever? Remember the arts that we've... If you've never seen a Rook Tin, Rook Tins can have really good art or really shit... Um, pandering, kind of borderline cringe art on it. It was yes. very cringe art. And yes, so there were... I will take back. There were a couple cards sleeved, but they were sleeved in the worst cringe anime disgusting sec over sexualized gross sleeves and this is why i was baffled <laughs> because the things that were sleeved were not good by any definition compared to the cards that were expensive the things that were sleeved were like fear and like uh, not fear terror and um like uh, giant growth and giant spider and like the strangest cards like were they alphas no they were just revised oh ew ew <laughs> so ew. like nothing about the choices that were being made in this interaction were healthy for my mentality or sane the bad beat story is not that these cards were unsleeved it was the fact that Halfway through one of the games with the green deck, the guy's cradle fell off the table and someone stepped on it. Nice. Yep. Like full on stepped on it because they were walking by on, on F&M or Thursday night casual and someone stepped on it. And he was like, oh man, that sucks. And I was like, yeah, it sucks, which is why you should get sleeves. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but sleeves are dumb. Sleeves are dumb. He's so unhappy right now. <laughs> he is so unhappy. I also just don't think I don't think I'm telling the story with justice because all like it's just cringy. It's I cringy. mean, no, no. The, the, it, it, the amount of tension and uncomfortability that you have towards this is absolutely clear, and I think it's going to resonate very easily to our audience. And I'll think there. I think that this story will get a little bit of commentary on it. 
Yeah, you're rambling a little bit, but you're a rambling guy. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just thinking like that's. Those are down payments on houses, right? Like that's now, yeah. yeah. Then not that, so much. That but. that physically hurts me. It physically hurts me to think about how much money someone just was like. Unfortunately, in this game, not everybody respects the investment they make into the cards the same way that everybody else does. I, yeah, and I get it. It's and your property at the end of the day. I get it. But yeah, like, if you, you want to burn cash... Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it in front of me, at least, please. Like, so, interesting story on they're your cards. The aspect, in Texas, I went to a game shop called Game Vault. Great store. But apparently... There was a guy there that came in every once in a while that would buy cards, buy like foils that are like not worth a ton, but worth enough, like $50 foils basically. And then, because he wants foil cards for his deck and stuff, but then would go outside and then rub them on the sidewalk because then no one would try to steal them from him because they're ruined and they're his. Just initially your cards at that rate. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that hurts. Yeah, it was. That's, that's the dumbest, that's, that's, that's quite possibly the dumbest thing I've heard in recording in this room in the history of this podcast. That's possibly the dumbest thing I've heard. It was. Do top loaders count as socks? When I heard the story, I was also just like, so confused. It doesn't make any sense. They're his cards. He can do what he, what he wants with them, but. It's like coating your, like, food in, in. In poison because no one's in, because no one will eat it. Yeah, not quite that bad, but yeah. And um, a guy local uh, named Merle, he's planning on buying a black lotus to put in an unsleeved old school deck. <laughs> I will and, say that we do know some people that I won't say names. Uh, have some bong-stained, really expensive cards. Oh. <laughs> really water-damaged, bong-stained, um, very expensive pieces of cardboard. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we won't say his name, but Morgan has deemed it so. We've said his name on this podcast before, but uh, yes. The he, name shall not be spoke. We'll Thus probably say it say in the it future. Morgan. Because there are some really funny stories with him. <laughs> but... About half of his cards have, like, bong water all over them and have are ruined. That's fine. I remember a Sensei's Divining Top that he had to put another card behind it so that it would, you know, be a card. <laughs> <laughs> because it was completely destroyed. I remember trading for a Sylvan Library from said individual. Sylvan Library can only be described as... Ripped. <laughs> ripped is... Ripped is... A, is bong ripped that is it is <laughs> thoroughly <laughs> experienced yeah, thoroughly experienced um i've now driven myself into an existential crisis then that. if that's the case i'd like to uh tangent us towards the end of the episode that's if that's fine. okay so while while we we're recording this uh come across my my news feed uh apparently north america is going to be del- uh, jesus this just stinks uh especially for all the local game stores oh man North America is going to be experiencing delays in the in Crimson Vow products in terms of the set boosters. So, 
where the pre-release kits and the regular boosters and the collector's boosters will not be affected. Set boosters are going to be in very, very short short quantity during the pre-release weekend going into the release weekend. What is your source, just to kidding? Uh, it was posted on Star City. Posted on Star City. Well, so that's it's a very pretty, official. Pretty good. Um, it's actually a it's actually a Watsi article. Um, okay. So what that means uh, is, I assume there will be people trying to buy more draft boosters than set boosters because there will not be enough set boosters to go around um, during pre-release weekend. And what that will mean is... Well, it's it's odd. So a lot of LGSs... Have gravitated towards or set. actually haven't. They're, they want more draft boosters because they keep on getting people requesting draft boosters. And... So they'll probably a lot of LGSs will be happy about this because then they will be getting the draft booster boxes that they want so that they can sell them. However, I don't not if they've locked in allocation already because if well, they've locked in allocation already, all that means is for someone like let's assume, and I'm sorry to call you out, John, but for someone like Medina, right, who's going to go to the secondary market and try to buy booster boxes for Pack Club, yeah, it's going to be very hard to get Crimson Vow set boosters yeah or or draft boosters for that matter the weekend of pre-release because everything is going to be massively inflated because that's all you're going to be able to get is potentially just draft boosters and anyone who locks in allocation knows right now that wizards has not been very great about allocating set boost uh, uh draft, draft boosters, boosters. Out. yeah it's actually been really frustrating because a lot of places have been wanting more draft booster boxes but just haven't been allocated them because Wizards is trying to push set boosters really hard. And they're basically a better product for the consumer yeah, if they're not yeah. drafting. So like you know, uh, unless you unless you open like, a unless you open a shit list card. <laughs> well, well the whole thing is that you have a chance of getting multiple rares. You have a chance of getting an old good card. You have a foil in every pack. So you also for, have a commander staple, possibly. Exactly, and so for the consumer end, they are generally a better product if you specifically are not drafting it. They are completely worthless if you want to draft, though. So it like has a downside. Sounds like it might be a good idea to start drafting with this set if you just want to keep collecting cards. Basically. Uh, I'm okay I with that personally, but... Yeah, exactly. It just means I have to be around people. And you know how I feel about people. This will be frustrating because I know that at Dice City, we've been mostly selling um, set boosters. Not that like we can't sell draft boosters. It's just the vast majority of people ask for set boosters. Yeah, cause the because the value is more is more apparent. You, As you said before, you can get a foil. You can get up to two rares. You can get technically you can get up to four rares if you really. If you yeah, really exactly. Um, people like the art cards. I, I still don't know why, but <laughs> I actually don't know anybody who actually likes them other than like two people. But <laughs> um, that's a it's gonna be that's gonna be a rough release, honestly. Yeah, it's well, it shouldn't affect you. You said you were gonna buy a collector box anyway. <laughs> Morgan I mean, suddenly doesn't look concerned anymore. <laughs> I mean, actually, there is some concern there. It means the collector boxes will, will be, be in higher demand and maybe will be in price. higher demand immediately. And because supposedly this set is supposed to have box toppers, it's going to mean 
Ravens. That might mean something as well. But they said what? box toppers? I didn't hear that. Supposedly the set is supposed to have box toppers. Oh, interesting. All-time greatest arts for singer vampire? I mean, that mean the dope. original? That'd be dope. Yeah, how many of those would you play in your commander deck? I actually am partial to the... <laughs> I'm Ross, partial. Ross looked happy and then he suddenly looked not I'm, happy. I'm partial to the uh, Torment art myself. I think it's just one of the best arts. It's very uh, the iconic. The iconic original, I think that's the best. I think the fact that it looks exactly like Landmar Elves is kind of funny because it's the same exact artist. <laughs> I wonder if you put them side by side. If they... They're facing the same way. No, they're they... facing different ways. Nope, they're both facing to the left. My left or your left? My left, which is similar. But what about my left? Uh, remember, oh, this is getting confusing because they're make both right. on opposite don't, sides Remember, two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. I hate you so much. <laughs> I do have a one last thing I want to bring, uh, just bring up uh, while we're bringing this to a close. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Complex. Uh, Morgan asked a question in the Discord over anyone have any topics they want to hear covered on the next batch of podcast episodes. And Complex actually came up with a few good options. I'm bringing these up so that Morgan can hear them. Um, one of them was lore quizzes with Morgan. And I pointed out to Complex why this was a bad idea by saying, here's a true-false quiz with Morgan. For the win, Mew is the greatest Pokemon ever. Time's up. The answer is true. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> to which Complex responded with I failed to see how poorly this could go <laughs> but thank you very much thank you very much Complex I love the ideas that you have I want to take advantage of some of these for the future maybe we'll play a couple of games similar to like uh Oh, uh, God, what was the thing that we did with the... Flip it or rip it? No, not flip it or rip it. We can do that all the time, but what we did with the rest of the Discord crew... Bulk or no bulk. Bulk or no bulk. bulk. I want to bring some something like that back. That would be fun. Yeah. Even if it's just with us. Uh, Epic Drat Fails, I'd like to talk about that. I brought up the time that I uh, took a Lilion of the Veil over Spider Spawning, and I still haven't forgiven myself. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are we not talking about this? Why is this not part because, of the episode? Because it's technically not a bad beat episode. It, he made the correct choice, but and I, made and I, the wrong choice. Yes, I made the correct choice and made the wrong choice, and I still regret the fact that I made the correct wrong choice. And with that, I think that that's a good place to end the episode. So, while we're at that, Morgan, why don't you take us out on the Kicking Myself Epic theme song, email, Twitter theme song. He's completely zoned out. Yeah. There's a new secret layer coming soon. No.